0: Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for standing by. Welcome to Darrell Industries third quarter 2020 results conference call. At this time, all participants are in a listen-only mode. Following the presentation, we will conduct a question and answer session. Instructions will be provided at that time for you to queue up for questions. If anyone has any difficulties hearing the conference, please press star followed by zero for operator assistance at any time. Before turning the meeting over to management, please be advised that this conference call will contain statements that are forward-looking and subject to a number of risks and uncertainties that could cause actual results to differ materially from those anticipated. I would like to remind everyone that this conference call is being recorded today, November 6, 2020. And I turn the conference over to Martin Schwartz, President and CEO. Please go ahead.
1: Thank you. Good afternoon, and thank you for joining us for Darrell's third quarter earnings call for the period ended September 30th. Joining me are Jeffrey Schwartz, CFO, and Frank Rana, VP of Finance. We'll take your questions following our comments. As I'm sure you know, on Monday, November 2nd, before the opening of the markets, Durrell issued a press release announcing an agreement in principle for a proposed going private transaction. The press release is available on Dorrell's website and on CDOT. As set out in the press release, Dorell does not intend to make any further announcements or to provide any updates with respect to the potential going private transaction, unless and until Dorell enters into a definitive agreement for the transaction. Today's presentation is meant to discuss Dorrell's latest results and is not made in furtherance of the proposed going private transaction or to solicit proxy votes from shareholders in connection with the proposed transaction. Following the advice of the company's security council, the company will not discuss the proposed going private transaction or comment beyond the scope of its publicly filed materials. Q and A for this call will be limited to the same scope as well. Now, as regards to our third quarter, I'm pleased to say that all three of our businesses delivered solid performances, with Darrell Sports and Darrell Home again, leading the way, the second quarter, trend of increased demand for bicycles continued through the third quarter, but demand again outpaced product availability. What we saw in the quarter was the continuation of the COVID effect. As there was a high demand for bikes worldwide, there has not been the usual trend of discount. As we've also been doing all year, we scaled back normal marketing costs at sales events. The REL home had a solid quarter despite sales also being limited by a lack of supply in some of its product categories. The REL Juvenile improved its earnings and recovered from the first half adjusted operating loss. That was due to the negative impact of the COVID-19 pandemic. But for now, now, a more detailed review. The REL Sports experienced another quarter of revenue growth due to the continued demand for cycling sports group and Pacific Cycle Bicycles. E-commerce POS was also up. In Europe, increased e-bike sales contributed to the strong results there. Despite this overall success, capacity again limited sales of consumer demand outstripped supply. Calloy's year-over-year revenue was down in U.S. converted dollars, but increased in local currency, and up considerably over the second quarter as stores began reopening after the spring COVID-related shutdown. Durrell Durrell Home had another good quarter, both in terms of revenue and in terms of operating profit. Sales in e-commerce and -and brick-and-mortar channels grew from last year, with a particularly solid performance at brick-and-mortar customers in most categories. Branded sales of Little Seeds, Cosmos Living, and Novogratz maintained their upward trend. As with sports, sales would have been even higher, but supply could not fully satisfy consumer needs. This demand is expected to remain strong through the balance of the year, but ongoing issues could affect earnings. At the REL Juvenile, third quarter revenue was down, but operating profits increased considerably due to reduced expenses. Retail stores reopened in, the most, in most regions with the exception of certain company-owned outlets in Chile and Peru, resulting in lower sales in those markets and creating the quarter's overall revenue decline. E-commerce sales continue to grow in, in importance within juvenile, going to approximately 35% of all sales. As we look forward, there are a number of global situations that are a concern. The rising COVID cases in Europe have pushed government into lockdowns. Many retailers have been shut down. A large part of our European sales are through small stores, and we are watching the situation carefully. Ocean freight has become a tenuous situation. Container rates have risen sharply as well as there is a shortage of available space on vessels. As an example, with the rise of COVID, lots of shipping space has been used for the huge volume of PPE. As e-commerce continues to grow, shoppers move away from brick and mortar stores. Delivery systems are being pressed resulting in the cost of domestic package delivery to rise. Both FedEx and UPS being overwhelmed have raised prices. The cost of raw materials, mainly in Asia, has increased. The demand for steel, aluminum, rubber, and packaging is leading to this increase. The worldwide demand for bikes has caused a shortage of parts as suppliers are struggling to increase their output in the near future. The part suppliers are raising their prices as demand goes up. In general, the demand for products in our categories out of Asia have increased to a point where suppliers are having hard times keeping up. This is causing shortages throughout the system. The Chinese RMB has become stronger over the last several months, which could increase costs. We are working on mitigating these costs. We have been negotiating with our suppliers as well as finding new supply lines. We have started to raise prices, which is a, it's a process over a few months. Our teams have done an exceptional job under ongoing less than ideal circumstances. Senior management thanks them sincerely for their efforts and continued dedication to Doral. Their safety and welfare remain our top priority. I will now ask Jeffrey to provide the outlook and financial perspective.
2: Jeffrey. Thank you, Martin. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to uh, expand on our Q three uh, numbers a little bit as well as uh, expand a little bit on our Q four outlook, uh, giving a little bit more details uh, as to in both cases how we how we got to where we were going here. Uh, so for q uh, Q three, uh, Dorrell's revenue increased by sixty seven million or just under ten percent to 753 million. Organic revenue improved by approximately 10.7% after removing the variation of foreign exchange rates year over year. Revenue and organic revenue improvements were in Dorel Home and Dorel Sports and they were offset by revenue declines in Dorel Juvenile. Dorel Home revenue increased due to strong online sales and improved brick and mortar sales as much of the country reopened post COVID-19 restrictions in the United States. Uh, Durrell sports revenue improved for the sixth consecutive quarter A Pacific Cycle and Cycling Sports Group benefited from increased demand due to the COVID-19 pandemic. Uh, Durrell Juvenile uh, saw market, several markets saw revenue improvements which were more than offset by declines in countries that continue to impose lockdowns and store closures to limit the spread of COVID-19. Uh, gross profit for the third quarter increased 210 basis points to 21.9 compared to 19.8 last year. The improvement in gross profit and adjusted gross profit in the quarter was mainly attributable to Doral Juvenile and Doral Sports, while Durrell Homes gross profit was flat with prior year. Durrell Juvenile's margin improvement was mainly due to favorable exchange rates, cost savings initiatives, and lower commodity prices. And Durrell Sports' margin improvement was due to less discounting, favorable tariff exclusions granted in the U.S., and lower warranty costs. Uh, Selling expenses for the third quarter declined by 6.8 million, or 11.8 percent, to 50.4 million a decrease of 160 basis points as a percent of revenue. Selling expenses were lower in all three segments as spending cuts were initiated in mid-March to mitigate the impacts of the pandemic, such as reducing the workforce temporarily in certain locations and reducing marketing, spending, and promotional activity. Uh, General administrative expenses increased in the quarter by 8.4 million, or 17%, Uh, and an increase of 50 basis points as a percentage of revenue. Uh, The dollar increase in the quarters was driven by higher people costs, higher product liability costs, um, and it was offset in part by cost containment uh, measures across the realm. Financial expenses decreased by 1.9 million to 10.9 million during the third quarter compared to 12.8. Uh, the decrease is mainly explained by a decrease of $1.6 million in interest on the long-term debt due to lower average debt balances year-over-year. Year. And, um, of course, I will move on to the sports section now. Um for the third quarter of twenty twenty, Durrell sports revenue increased by fifty-five point three million or twenty-two percent to three hundred and five point six million to three hundred and five point six million from two hundred and fifty point three million. When excluding the impact of varying foreign exchange year over year, the revenue improvement was about twenty-three point eight percent. So Durrell's revenue and organic revenue improved for the sixth consecutive quarter. CSG and Pacific Cycle revenue continued to grow due to, again, consumer demand for bikes across the globe Uh, as families were looking for outdoor activities and transportation methods that are safe and respect social distancing guidelines. The revenue growth at CSG was mainly uh, in the key accounts due to an increase of online sales and curbside pickups, as well as in Europe where uh, demand is... is even stronger than it is uh, in in North America. Uh, Pacific cycles revenue growth, again, due to strong POS demand uh, throughout the summer. Uh, We also, you know, in addition to that, uh, filling of the pipelines, we came into Q3 with uh, practically no bikes at the retail level. Uh, That did improve significantly by the end of the quarter where there is some inventory in the stores. It's not 100% where it should be, but uh, we definitely uh, increased filling the pipeline. Uh, For gross profit, during the quarter, gross profit improved by 470 basis points to 23.4%. The increase in gross profit was mainly due to less discounting of prior year models compared to last year, Um, and that's because the demand is basically taking any and all bikes. Uh, Favorable tariff exclusions granted in the United States, and and lower warranty expenses. Uh, In the uh, SG&A, expenses increased by $3.2 million. Um, That was mainly due to uh, increased commissions from higher sales, uh, increased spending on e-commerce, higher product liability uh, due to increased sales. which was partly offset by uh, containment measures uh, to mitigate the impact, as well as significant reductions in both travel and marketing
3: for the year.
0: The result
2: was operating profits in the third quarter of 24.2 million compared to 6 million last year. Operating profits improved for both periods, mainly due to the increased revenue and gross margin improvements and offset again by higher overall expenses as we discussed. We look over at the home business uh third quarter revenue increased by 29.7 percent or 14 29.7 million or 14 percent and the increase is explained by strong pos in most categories in the brick and mortar and stay-at-home orders um as stay-at-home orders eased in the united states more people went shopping in stores the actual brick and mortars and online continued um to to be very strong uh, in the home furnishing area as well. Uh, gross profit of 15.3 was relatively flat with last year. And our overall home, uh, profit increased by 5.2 million or 33% for the quarter to 20.9 million from 15.7 last year. Uh, moving over to juvenile, throughout juvenile third quarter declined 17 million or 7.8%. Uh, The organic decline was 7.1 after removing the impact of varying foreign exchange. Several markets, including the United States, Europe, Australia, and Brazil, saw organic growth. However, revenue declines in Chile uh, and Peru were significant, as well in China, domestic, where we uh, we sell to consumers, not the factory. That um, had a large drop due to uh, a change in distribution and a return of inventory from one of our distributors. Uh, gross profit for the quarter was 27.4%. That represented improvement of 220 basis points. Excluding restructuring costs, the adjusted gross profit was still 27.4%, uh, even though we we um, were still going through the... Uh, structuring cost area. The improvement in gross profit and adjusted gross profit in the third quarter were mainly due to foreign exchange gains, cost savings initiatives, and overall lower commodity costs. Uh, The SG&A in the quarter decreased, uh, or the selling expenses decreased by 4.5 million, or 16.9%, representing a decrease of 1.2. General and administrative expenses, however, increased by 1.7 million Uh, to 19.8 million. The decrease in selling was mainly due to cost containment issues or measures initiated in the first quarter to mitigate the impact of the lower sales, mainly resulting from the COVID pandemic, and additional cost savings that were realized related to the restructuring activities that started in the first quarter of 2019. Uh, the increase in general administrative is mainly due to um, an event in the third quarter of 2019 in which uh, when we exited the Lego business, uh, we actually had a gain there and applied it there. So um, that's the reason for that increase. And operating profit was 7.6 million during the quarter compared to an operating loss of 4.6 million last year and excluding restructuring costs, Profit impl- improved by 4.9 million to 7.5 million this year versus 2.6 million last year. Again, the improvement in the profit, uh, adjusted profit, was mainly explained by better gross margin, as well as a decrease in expenses that we talked about. Uh, a couple of other small areas, uh, cash flow uh, provided by activities, 29.4 million compared to 48.8 million uh, last year, a decrease of 19.4. Uh, We have a tremendous Q2, as you remember there, and um, this is uh, slowing down a little bit as we uh, increase uh, our working capital, uh, which had dropped significantly. Uh, Now I'm going to move over to uh, an outlook for Q4. Q4 is looking like a difficult quarter, and I'll I'll give you some background on on what's impacting it. Uh, The sports business is likely to be the most uh, negatively impacted of the three segments in the fourth quarter. Uh, demand does remain strong. However, you know here's some of the issues that are are impacting the um, business uh, in the mass in the mass side. Um, you know container freight issues that Martin mentioned have uh, both uh, delayed shipments and have made those shipments that are coming in more costly. Uh, a shortage of bicycle components in the whole industry as well as an increase in their cost has impacted us in Q4 as the uh, factories have limitations on what they can make and uh, costs from those factories have gone up as well. Um, in order to deal with that, we are going to go to the market and get price increases, um, and uh, we hope to have that done and uh, impacted sometime uh, early next year. Uh, but that hasn't been completed yet. Uh, on the higher end uh, bicycles, uh, we do have a mix issue in the quarter in which um, is is depressing our margins. Uh, we are shipping a lot more lower-priced, lower-margin products than we have in previous quarters. Uh, most of the higher-margin products will be shipped at the beginning of Q1 as we've moved our model year introduction from Q4 to Q1. Uh, last year's quarter uh, contained a large refund of tariffs that we had paid throughout the year and then was refunded um, in Q four. So that will not be repeated this year, so that that makes it difficult to uh, to get uh, to get our numbers back there. Um, and as you can see, that you know there's many issues that are really impacting this business and the forecast for the quarter. Uh, we do believe that uh, with some price increases and a better mix that we, converse, we can con- reverse this negative trend and, and be doing um, having a better business in 2021 than we're seeing in Q4. On the home side, uh, demand is, is still good, um, supply is, is somewhat limited. Uh, You know, the factories are very, very busy, and we're getting what we can, and we're looking, as Martin said, we're looking for more factories. Um, But a lot of, you know, the issues that Martin talked about aren't actually affecting our business right now. Uh, Container freight, uh, certainly on the, uh, you know, right up there, um, adding cost. Uh, Domestic uh, delivery uh, is is difficult, Uh, getting trucks, and, again, the cost of of doing uh, online uh, business delivery is, is going up as well. Uh, and on top of that, factory costs in China and all over Asia is on the rise. Um, and uh, all of that is putting pressure on our margins. Um, we are, again, in this sector, going to need to have price increases to uh, to mitigate that. And we're in the process now of going out to, to try and get some of those price increases. A little bit different in the juvenile when we're looking forward. um the juvenile in the fourth quarter is really being impacted by the shutdown of retail in europe uh currently many uh countries are going into a lockdown and uh, that's leading to a lot of softness in sales and we know from the first wave back in uh, march and april that our european our european business is highly correlated to the stores being open you know, on on the other side, we're seeing improvements in South America as summer is arriving, and uh, more stores are able to open, and we're starting to see some improvement there. So, uh, we are definitely uh, correlated to what's happening with COVID and shutdowns in this business. Um, so, although you know, impacted by other issues like the freight and 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 the currency and some of the other things, really. Um, you know, the COVID closed lockdowns are really the main um, impact that we're having on Juvenile. And, and that will last as long as the lockdowns last. Uh, so we we're, we're, we're don't see a visibility as to exactly when we'll see a pickup in that business. Uh, so overall, when we're looking at our earnings uh, right now, we're looking at about the same level as we had last year uh, for the quarter and um we are hoping that you know we can tackle a lot of these issues and we believe we can tackle them um that we're looking to have a good uh 2021. so with that i'll pass it back to martin
1: okay thank you jeffrey i'll now ask the operator to open the lines for your questions operator please
0: thank you ladies and gentlemen we will now conduct the question and answer session If you have a question, please press star followed by the number one on your touchtone phone. You will hear a tone acknowledging your request. Your questions will be pulled in the order they are received. Please ensure you lift the handset if you are using a speakerphone before pressing any keys. One moment, please, for your first question. And once again, to ask a question, please press star followed by the number one. Your first question comes from Derek Lissard from PD Securities. Please go ahead, your line is open.
3: Yeah, good afternoon, uh, gentlemen. Um, Quick, uh, just a question. Obviously, the the pandemic has created some, um, I guess, some uh, unprecedented uh, demand for uh, what you guys are are producing. I was was just wondering where you think you might be in terms of more normalized sales growth, um, um, assuming, COVID uh, didn't hit? Wow. I, I can't
2: answer that. I mean, that's, you know, we, we like to think that we're building our business and we like to think that we've made a lot of advancements independent of COVID um, on both the sports and the home front. I mean, I don't think juvenile is fa- factors into what your question was. Um, but we don't know how much of that came from COVID and how much of that came from our, uh, you know, our, all the work we've been doing. It's, it's a, That's a difficult one. Okay. Uh,
3: and, and fair enough. Um, I, I guess maybe if you could just talk about your your re- replenishment cycle in, in, in bikes and how much inventory do you you think you need to build up? And I, I guess I was curious to your comment as to why has model production um falling 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 now for for 2021
2: what changed there oh um two things but the biggest one is we made a decision earlier in the year and you know i think it was it's been in the press to start our model year with the calendar year which was not the norm for bicycles norm would be start shipping bicycles in q4 you know when when the retail stores were sort of down and and not busy and they would have to fill up their basements with bikes. It didn't make a lot of sense, but it's what the industry did. Uh, And now we've shifted over to say, you know what, we're going to, we're going to have you guys um, receive the bikes closer to when you actually sell them instead of sitting on them for months. And, and even when we sit on them for months, as you know, the receivables wouldn't get paid either. So, you know, we increased that, increased cash pressures on lots of people. Uh, so we shifted a lot of the newer models towards uh, 2021. And that's that's that was done six, seven months ago, the plan to do that. Um, so when we had a bet earlier in this pandemic on what bikes would we bring in for Q4, uh, we went, I guess, with the safest, which would be the high-volume bikes Uh, so we brought in a lot of high-volume bikes but the high-volume bikes carry lower margins so uh, that's one of the reasons we're seeing an impact uh, on our earnings in Q4
3: okay and I guess one uh, final one for me is is maybe if you can talk about some of the the cost initiatives that you did put into juvenile and 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 how much of those uh, initiatives do you think are, are more permanent in nature
2: Well, a lot, I think, I again, mean, I don't have a number for you, but we did do a restructuring, and that is um, going towards the numbers that we said we would hit, both in what we spent and what we've saved. Um, you know, on top of that, you, you know, there are, like you said, there are stuff, uh, travel is an example. I mean, there's a lot of things that are temporary. Um, but I'm going to say, you know, there's a lot of permanent stuff there that's that's related to restructuring. And and basically, we're, we're going to stay with the number that we gave out last year. That's ultimately the number that, we'll, that we will save over time.
3: OK, uh, that's it for me, gentlemen. Thank you. OK, thank you.
0: There are no further questions at this time. I would like to turn the call back over to the presenters for closing remarks.
1: OK, well, that concludes today's call. I want to thank you all for being with us. Uh, I ask you to all have a pleasant weekend, and very importantly, stay safe. Thank you.
0: Ladies and gentlemen, this concludes the conference call for today. Thank you for participating. Please disconnect your lines.